Welcome back to episode 16 of the 643 Podcast, presented by Thirsty Goat Entertainment. My name is Taylor Shaw, and oh, you didn't know, your ass better call somebody. And this man here, he goes by the name of Blakey Biceps, and his arms are so big, he can't even turn to wipe his own ass. What is up? Then we got my man, Ethan Turner. He throws two seams and he plays with your heart strings. 16, huh? 16. Yes. 16 episodes. Honestly, didn't think we'd make it this far, but here we are. Hey. Train's fucking rolling. Speaking of making it far and train's rolling, Oakland A's. <laughs> back. We're going to jump back on this fucking train real quick. That's where we started last week. We're going to start this week at the Listen, same all place. I have to say is if you weren't on that bandwagon last week. You are now. You got about... Uh, time's running out. You better jump on it, on it right it. now. I actually seen some guy on Twitter that was like, Hop "Hey, um, I'm a lifelong Pittsburgh Pirates fan." He's like, "Just want to let you know, I'm trading in my Pirates jersey to get an Oakland jersey." And he wrote this to Dallas Braden, and he was like, "Hey, who should I get?" And then a few people roasted him, but Dallas told him, "I don't remember." He told him not to get a Simeon because he said he he probably gone. Yeah, because he's not. Bye bye. The A's don't like to sign people long term. Exactly. So probably like Lariano. And then somebody think said if you're going to jump a bandwagon, you got to go with a shitty team. You can't pick a team that's good. Oh, I but, disagree with that. But then it wouldn't be a bandwagon. The term bandwagon is... No, no, no. I disagree with the A's. Not reason. being a shitty team? Yeah, like the A's are not like... Oh, yeah. They're, they're not, not winning like, World Series. It's not like you're, you're jumping ship. they have. They have like the third most all time. Yeah, but yeah, lately... But not in our lifetime. Yeah, well, not our lifetime, but like they've been relevant and they've been good. But it's like, like they're jumping you, ship to the Dodgers or some shit. No, correct, correct. I get you. They're, they're not. They're not jumping they're, ship to the Yankees. Yeah, they're small market baseball. So yeah, they're gonna. They're gonna be like one of those teams that's shitty one year and contend the next. And I would totally grant that. Like Pittsburgh Pirates fan, listen, if you want to jump ship on that, I would recommend it. <laughs> like, <laughs> why not? <laughs> if you want to jump ship at all, just go anywhere. Seriously. Agreed. But yeah, so... Except don't come to Cincinnati. Actually, you know what? Don't come to Cincinnati. No? No. I don't want those pieces of shit. (laughs) I want that that feud there. Like, I want to fight Pirates fans. I want Amir Garrett to punch people in the face. So, we need them. Because if if we're having a shitty season, at least we can fight them. That's true. That is a fun rivalry. They kind of come out of nowhere. I mean... Especially when they do the red and the yellow and the little ketchup mustard. Yeah. <laughs> ketchup mustard. There's always been beef, but here in the last, like, two years, that's a good rivalry. I like it. I don't know how this went to Reds-Pirates rivalry from Oakland A's, but here yeah, we are. Yeah, we're sitting here talking about <laughs> fucking Reds and Pirates. Anyway, hey, does anyone want to get into uh, the weekend, weekend the Oakland A's had? Well, you, uh, you ever been... On a binger all weekend, yeah. Actually, like, uh, oh, recently. So, like, say, Very. say you're like you drink. Say you start Thursday. You're on a high note. You get, I did. You get real drunk. Okay. <laughs> so then Friday rolls around and you're like struggling. Nope. No. It's hot. Oh yeah. So you just you just you like you're struggling. You find yourself down, and then like you don't think you're gonna make it, and then all of a sudden, boom, you kick into high the gear. Phoenix rises. Imagine doing that. But in back-to-back games, because that's uh, pretty much what they did. Hell yeah! Yeah, basically what they did was nothing short of a fucking miracle. So Friday they were down seven to two, going into the ninth inning, score five runs in the ninth, 
Cap went off in the 10th, went 8 to 7. And then Saturday rolls around, and they were down three, I think. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. Yeah, they were down three. They were down six to three. And Steve, or, uh, they put up four in the bottom of the ninth to win seven to six. Top so, of the ninth. Or, yeah, top ninth to win seven to six. So back to back weekends, or back to back games, they were down three runs or more in the ninth inning. And come back. You do that like one time in a season, that's pretty fucking exciting. Doing back-to-back nights? Yeah, back-to-back nights. Ooh, buddy. But. Well, let's not even. They're out. We said it last week. Lariano's suspended. Correct. Yeah, they did this without him. Yeah. Without Lariano. They're doing that. Now, I don't want to take anything away from them. You can't because they're too damn talented. But it's got to be said. But. There is a lot of speculation out there that the San Francisco Giants are completely throwing baseball games. Well, let me ask you this. I get it in basketball. I I see where you're going. I get it in football. Because I said the same thing. But why in baseball when you don't see prospects for three, four years? Two, if they're talented, two, two years. We've been, we've been over this. Yeah. I have no idea. So why? I I don't, if they're doing it, that makes no sense. Maybe they think the number one draft pick next year is the next Mike Trout. Who knows? Or it's not for a draft pick at all. Black Sox did it for money. What if they're making deals with big time gamblers <laughs> oh, on the shit. side? Okay. Hey, <laughs> Blake's going full gambling. Uh, get get this though. If you're if you're a team, I want to know what the fuck Manfred would say. If you're a team and you're throwing games for a draft pick, not not only. Are you just tanking? But you're, you know, you got in tank, you just put shitty talent out there. You're going to lose games. Yep. But if you've got guys running in on contact, a right fielder, or a Hunter Pence, Hunter Pence who's yeah, been in the league for, been in the league forever. <laughs> yeah. Who's a, a great, right he's a great, fielder. Play, great yeah. player. Yeah. He looks ignorant fucking doing it, but he's good at it. And you see a video of him, first contact comes sprinting in. Fundamentals of baseball. You learn it in Little League. What's the first thing you do as an outfielder? First first contact. First step back. At Always least, step back. At least take a step back. And dude, he was balls of the wall running in. And then he kind of looks up, oh shit, starts backpedaling, the ball falls up over his head. It was like the most generic ass way of missing an out on purpose. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I really hope for the sake of the, the game that they're not uh, doing this. Because then I'm just going to have to throw them in with the fucking Astros and just hate them. Well, it just then, makes no sense, though. Well, then another thing to think of is that Trevor Gott kid, he's the one who gave it five runs Friday night. Who I do you think p- come in Saturday and blew the lead? Damn it, Trevor. Trevor Gott, the I've, same, put in the same pitcher both the, both back-to-back nights. They would have to do that to my boy. I mean, I get these situations, and especially the video, but there's always, like, explanations for it as right, well. There I mean, is. there's right. always like, hey, listen, even Hall of Famers have bad reads on balls. Yeah. Hey, listen, they really like that kid. They're trying to work yourself out of it. We know we're not going anywhere this year. We need you to work yourself out of this bad, uh, these these bad outings. Work right. yourself out of it. I got another one for you. <clears throat> so, they're up three, correct? Runners on first and second. I don't remember who's batting. Uh, Full count, three-two count. Throws a ball way the fuck off the plate. 
the catcher sticks his mid out to him, points at him like, good job, and then throws him back the ball after he just loaded up the bag. Next pitch, walk-off grand slam. Why would you be happy to put the winning run up to the plate? I guess the counter argument there, because I'm literally just playing devil's advocate no, to like offer it. No, I like it. That's what I want to do. Is, I'm assuming all these San Francisco guys are young. Yeah. Like, that catcher understands that he's struggling, and he's saying, hey, man, I'm with you. It's okay. Let's go. Come on. Figure it out with the glove motion. See what I'm doing right here? Honestly. It's okay. Figure it that's out. That's kind of what fine. I was thinking. God's not that young. He was. A, I mean, I, no, no, we're talking about the catcher. No, I'm just saying. But he was saying if the pitcher was a young guy struggling. Well, that's got, what, he didn't even have to be young, right? He, it, if oh, it's yeah, just you're saying, hey, come on, let's go, figure it out. I mean, there's always explanations for for what's going on with these like proof videos. I get it; they're fun to look at. But I mean, there's always another way to look at it as well. You don't know who was catching for him. A guy by the name of Chadwick Tromp. What a name. Yeah. Nice. Incredible what a name. Incredible name. I'm going to put that top five in baseball. Yeah, I like right that. I like a little Chadwick. Little, little Chadwick Tromp. But regardless of them throwing games or not, the A's. Hell yeah. Shout out A's. They're fucking hot. Uh, Killing it. Blake, this might be a little difficult for you to say. Best team in baseball? Because I know yeah, the Cubs, Cubs are up Cubs there. Yeah, Cubs just went on a four-game skid. So, yeah, they're definitely top top dog in baseball right now. Yeah. Actively, for sure. I, I, I would definitely say so. I mean, you could put the Yankees up there because they just swept the Red Sox, but right. the Red Sox don't matter. So, it's well, like – I'm going to go a little off topic. But what about the fucking Orioles? Hey, they're in contention. They're in contention, They're too. in contention, man. Talk about it. They're, there's, there's nothing wrong with them being in contention. I don't hate it. Like, okay. listen, if they can – if they can maybe stop the Yankees from, you know, dominating the ALEs, let's go. I'm I'm for it. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Hold on. Whoa. Back to the yes. The Oakland thing. Yeah. Yes. I'll give them the label of hottest team in baseball. You said you wouldn't? Would. Hottest. Oh, yeah. Hottest, maybe not best. Yeah. Best. differentiation. The Dodgers are still the best team in baseball right yeah, now. Yeah. I think that's a given. They're 17-7. and seven. Yeah. Yeah, but by winning percentage, the Yankees are actually even better. I don't give a shit about the winning percentage. Winning percentage is the only thing that's going to get you in the playoffs. Your record doesn't mean shit. That's true. This season, it's all winning percentage. So technically, Yankees best team in baseball. Nah, fuck them. They're not. Hell, I'd still throw the A's though. They played less games. Yeah, I mean, sixteen and seven. They're sixteen and six. The Yankees are sixteen and six. The Dodgers are seventeen and seven. I will say the difference here with the Dodgers. The Dodgers. The run differential like sixty two. Plus sixty two. That's right. Ridiculous. Right. And Yankees are plus thirty eight. Minnesota's plus thirty eight. Yeah. The thing about the Dodgers, man, is the lineup. The lineup's just brutal. You can't get through it as a pitcher. You really yeah. can't. The Dodgers have yet to lose a series. So that's far big. this year, Cubs that's just big. lost their first one over the weekend. I seen something funny. Speaking of the Dodgers, they've also hit like fifty some home runs already. They lead the league in home runs. So, how big was Machado's contract? You remember? It was a lot. It was healthy. Yeah, something like that. Like what? Three hundred million? Two hundred yeah. million? Something like that. I'd say high twos. I seen a tweet said, "Could you imagine being Manny Machado and signing that contract to be with the Padres for the next decade, and all you do is watch Mookie round third base back to jog home after hitting a fucking nuke?" Hell yeah! Hey. <laughs> Padres ain't doing too bad. No, no they're they, not. They're actually they're fun no, to watch. I'm digging the old dads. Yeah, uh, speaking of a playoff race, 
We got a pretty interesting uh, home run race cooking oh, up. Oh, fuck yeah. It's yeah. not looking bad right now. No, you got two guys in double digits and two more that are on the cusp of it right now. So. And now uh, we wouldn't be bringing up home run race if it's week one, week two, but we're getting pretty far into her now. Yeah. Well, into the season. Yeah. Um, so you do have to start kind of predicting who, who you see, you know, winning this thing and, you know, making it interesting. Um, I think everyone thought Aaron judge, right? Yeah. Um, but due to some injuries again, I mean, he's still up there. Yeah. He's still got nine, but I don't know if, if he can, he's going to play again, if he can be there, if he can be available, that's part of being talented is being available. Right. Um, don't want him hurt by any means. I'm not saying that, but, uh, that's part of it. You gotta be available. Uh, but the dude, the dude who's on tear. Is our guy we talked about last week. Tatis. Yep. Got 11 already this year. See, he's the leader, right? Yeah. He's got 11. 11. Trout's, Trout's got, 10. got 10. Mookie's got nine. Judge has nine. And then Castellanos, Nelson Cruz, and Matt Olson. Oh, and JT Romuto all have eight. So it's still tight. Yeah. It's still tight. And. Now. So Tatis is, let's see, how many games have the Padres played? I will give Mike Trout this. He did miss like the first week of the season. That is true. For his baby. He's had 20 less at-bats than Tatis has so far this year. That's impressive. So Tatis has had 98 at-bats, but Trout's only had 76. Yeah, it's, a five, it's actually a five-game difference. Trout's so. hit a, uh, 10 home runs in 20 games. And, Ooh. yeah, he's – So that puts him on pace for – 30 home runs. Yeah. You know, we, we all kind of thought 20 was doable. We figured your top guys are going to be somewhere in the 20s. How significant is 30 home runs in a 60-game season? I mean, one every other day. Yeah. I, every other game. That's Yeah. Yeah, pretty I much. I so. put that in perspective to everybody else. That's 81 home runs in a regular 162-game season. Well, I saw Tatis's number, and obviously it's, like, inflated right now. Right. But they put him on a 162 trajectory, and it said, like, 77. Yeah. yeah which is just – I mean – that would not happen. Like, <laughs> no. I mean, it, like, no. No. I, Barry Bonds' record is going to last for ever. I mean, since Maris hit sixty-one home runs in night was it nineteen sixty-one? I think he did it. Nobody's hit sixty-one since outside of the Juice era. Yeah. So we've never seen a natural baseball player hit sixty-one. I think runs. you'll see somebody crack sixty before it's said and done. Well, I mean, dude, Pete Alonso was close. Yeah, he was close. Very close. I think it's going to happen. But I I don't discount 30 happening. I mean, with the way these dudes are hitting right now, I mean. Especially Trout, man. Yeah, like, Trout missing a week. Like, we could, we could argue that Tisha's young. They haven't found holes in his swing, whatever. Mike Trout is, he's the definition of consistency. He's been doing this damn thing yeah. for a long time. <laughs> but something about being a dad has hyped up that swing because ever since he's come back, he is hot. Oh, yeah, that's the whole uh, that's the whole Twitter joke right now. Dad strength, dad strength. Trout's got dad strength now. He can officially take daddy X. Yeah, absolutely. And his kid's initials are bat. Like, how, big, bat. how much more baseball can you get right there? Yep. That's pretty incredible. But, yeah, I mean, uh, it, 30 home runs in 60 games. Listen, I, I hope we see it. Uh, I'm not saying put that like in Cooperstown, but I think it deserves mentioned like in the record books. Like that's pretty damn impressive. Well, yeah, even if you hit 30 in a full season, it's like that's pretty good year. Absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> you hit 40, you're like really fucking good. 
Yeah, 30's not bad, honestly, in a regular ass season. Do we see 30? This year? Yeah. Yes. I think at this rate, yes. I would I, say yes. I'm going with it, too. I would say yeah. Any uh, any way too soon picks who's going to Mike Trout. Trout? Give me Mike Trout. If he can stay healthy. But I'm putting my money on Trout. I think Tatis is going to fall off a little bit. I agree. I Honestly, the way Judge was hitting, I might have said Judge. But now it's just it, he's having issues again. So you can't sit here and confidently say that he's going to hit 20. Right. You, don't, you have no idea. Um, so I would have said that. Uh, but let me just – hell, let me do this. Let's go, Mookie. Hell yeah. All right. Go get it. He's right there, man. <laughs> go get it, Mookie. He is right there. <laughs> Speaking of that, I texted you guys this last night. Now, I don't, it's probably changed today because I think it happened before the game, but Mookie Betts has swung. This was leading Ooh, into yes. last night. Has swung at, at 101 pitches inside the strike zone so far this season. He has made contact 100 times. He has swung and missed one time at a strike. Inside that's the strike zone. Absolutely. That's ridiculous. It's stupid. It's stupid. Yeah, that's one of those stats where <laughs> when you hear that, you're like, what the It makes fuck? zero sense. Like, how's somebody that fucking talented? Disciplined. Very disciplined. That fucking disciplined, too. <laughs> like, it's insane. It's it's insane. But he's always been known for, for getting himself into really good counts, which makes right. him a really good hitter. If you yep. put yourself in good counts, you end up getting good pitches to drive. And that's what he does. I mean, you can ask my wife, a stationary object, and out of 100 times, I'm going to miss more than once. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. Spe- Probably so. Speaking of uh, getting a good hitter's count. Oh, fuck. Oh, boy. That was the Take uproar around baseball. Dude, all it's the story and I looked at my fucking Twitter this morning. I got up at 5 a.m. because my dog's barking and whining and wanting out. So I let him out. I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of awake right now. I'm going to sit here and play on Twitter for a minute. I come across that bullshit, and dude, I didn't go to sleep for two more hours after that because I was my blood pressure was so fucking sky high. <laughs> How fucking bushly can you get? Let's, uh, go ahead and go go and break it down. down. Yeah, go ahead and break so it down. So we get into this. Fernando Tatis, he comes up to bat. Our guy. In the eighth inning with the Padres up 10-3. to three. So he got a seven-run lead. He's got a 3-0 count. Pitcher throws a lazy fucking 92-mile-an-hour fastball right down the pipe. He's trying to get a strike. That's right. what he's trying to yeah. do. What does Tatis do? Hottest hitter in baseball? Bangs it. Green light, fucking oppo taco, grand slam, puts the Padres up 14-3. to Well, after the game, the Rangers manager, Chris Woodward, is quoted in saying, I didn't like it personally. You're up seven in the eighth inning. It's typically not a good time. To be three and zero, it's kind of the way we were raising the game, but the norms are being challenged. So basically, he's questioning Tatis's character. Yep. Because he hit a fucking grand slam on that weak ass, lazy fucking fastball that that pitcher put across the middle. Like, I thought this was professional baseball. Am I wrong? If you're a fan of baseball and you're a fan of baseball increasing numbers and becoming more popular. You need to hate this Woodward guy, and you need to love Tatis Jr., and you need to let everyone with three zero count go absolute yard on every. Absolutely, pitcher. yeah, hundred percent. And like the thing that gets me, 
that I really couldn't stand about this whole situation. Did Tatis boast? No. Did he run around the? No. Did he run around the bases, uh, showing up the pitcher? Did he toss his bat? No, even? I don't even think there was a bat flip involved. Didn't even toss his bat. All he did was hit the home run. He jogged around the bases and went in the dugout. And the he thing, didn't show him up. And the thing that pissed me off the most about it is, so they asked Tatis about it, and he said, "I know a lot of unwritten rules." I was kind of lost on this one. Those experiences you have to learn. Probably next time I'll take a pitch. Dude, fuck that. And now you're watering you, them down. Yeah, you're going to water down a star. You're literally telling one of the best players in baseball to not play 100% every time he comes up to bat because he's got a fucking 3-0 kid. Don't be flashy. Don't Un, show personality. Unwritten Don't. rule. So that's like the older generation, you know, back fuck in the day. Yeah. So to fucking, let me throw this out there. Oh, yeah, I love this. I know where you're going. The GOAT himself, Johnny Bench, comes out and says on Twitter, so you take a pitch. Now you're three one. Then the pitcher comes back with a great setup pitch. Three two. Now you're ready to ground out and do a double play. Everyone should hit three zero. Grand slams are a huge stat. If a, yes. if a player in the like old Johnny days. Bench comes out and says he has zero problems with you swinging three zero, shut the fuck up. Right. Yeah, I'm all in. I'm all in. In um, to stick with your Reds for a minute. Just sorry to pick on them a little bit, but. A seven-run lead in baseball is not a blowout. In Hell 2020, no. it is not a blowout. How Would you trust your Reds bullpen Fuck with a seven-run no. lead? No. No. Absolutely not. Now, 11-run lead, yeah, a little harder to blow. But seven runs is pretty easily obtainable if a bullpen is just not on it. And I come across a quote from The Athletics. So The Athletics' Joe Posnowski, he wrote this, and I really like this. He says... I just didn't realize that when a baseball team takes a nice lead, players are sp- supposed to stop trying their best. That's Absolutely. That's a good fucking way I to I mean, it. there's always the, if you're up, you know, seven or eight, don't be fucking out there stealing bases and trying to get guys in scoring position shit. Like, that's always been a thing. But if it's fucking 3-0, you got nowhere to go, and the fucking bases are loaded, what I'm going to do stand there and fucking get paid to walk? Yeah, and get this. The same people that are bitching about him hitting a fucking grand slam right there are the same people that'd be bitching if he grounded out doing double play and was jogging to first base because he's like, oh, fuck it, I'm out anyways. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, if you have a problem with that, shut the fuck up and you probably shouldn't watch fucking baseball. And if you're a manager of the fucking Texas Rangers, what's in the water in Texas? Please tell me. And the funny thing about it is fucking... Tatis, who did nothing wrong, has already apologized more than any Astros player has about cheating the fucking game. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I I what I really don't want from this is Tatis to lose fire, energy, and his flashiness right. because he is. He's a naturally flashy, uh, electric player. That's just who he is. As one a of the player. easiest ways to lose fl- your like hot streak is being at the plate. With the bases loaded in a 3 0 count and taking a couple pitches and then grounding and then out. And grounding out. No, don't play. <laughs> absolutely. Well, yeah, hitting is contagious. Yeah, absolutely. I think one good thing about it was, though, a lot of players around baseball rallied behind him today on Twitter. Did you guys see all the tweets? I saw that. I, yeah, I read a lot of stuff. Hold on. Before we get to the positivity of the players, I thought it was really shitty. This blew my mind. His own manager. Yeah, didn't, threw have, him under didn't the bus. even have his back. Threw him under the bus. I, I thought that was the most disrespectful shit I've seen in a while from a baseball manager. Even worse than the Texas, because that's your guy. Oh, yeah. That's your guy. Yeah, you, you, you have your players back, even if he is fucking wrong. Yeah. I mean, come on. It, it, it's so stupid. We need to get out of this bullshit, back-in-my-day, stupid-ass baseball belief 
where this shit isn't acceptable? Do we want our game to grow? Do we want our game to be exciting? Do we want our game to compete with other games? Yes, we do. And that's how you do it right there. You want to know something funny? So there's a lot of people out there on the internet that have a little more time in their day than I do. And they can dig up a little bit of fucking dirt on some asshole that runs his mouth. True. So there's some pictures got posted from when the uh, Manny Machado was playing for the Dodgers two years ago. He's up to bat. They're playing Seattle, up 7-1 to one in the top of the seventh with a runner on first and a 3-0 count. Manny Machado hits a fucking bomb. And who do you think the third base coach is? Chris Woodward. Mm-hmm. What do you think he's doing to Manny Machado around in third base? High-fiving. Giving him a fucking high-five. You hypocritical motherfucker. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, anything Chris Woodward says the rest of the year, I'm giving him my best fucking rock impersonation. Go, shut up, bitch. <laughs> like, just don't fucking speak. You have no reason to be managing baseball, you fucking old school Bush League motherfucker. All right, I'm, I'm done with that. Hey, I think that pretty much settles it. Yeah, dude, fuck you. Honestly. So, I have nothing else to say. Go, Tatis. Keep doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Dude, Do what, what about doing. what Amir Garrett said about it? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Mirror Garrett says, I don't follow unwritten rules. <laughs> we know, buddy. We know. We know. We've seen it. <laughs> We've seen it in the flesh. No, absolutely. Uh, but uh, to uh, go back up to our boys in Cleveland, uh, some new developments starting to to filter out of uh, Cleveland. Obviously, we spoke about Plezak and Clevenger making some questionable decisions and some uh, people in their clubhouse obviously being susceptible to uh, disease and, and sickness. Right. And now you have word coming out here that you had players saying that if Clevenger and Plezak remained on the roster, they would opt out for the rest of the season. Right. Boy, this is getting messy. Yeah, and in doing so, mm-hmm. the Indians had opted them to their alternate training facility. Correct. Uh, just to recap on that, uh, there are a bunch of minor league players in the system that teams have are training at an alternate facility for that 60-man roster. Same for your injured guys. To to come up and play if sickness happens, injured guys happen, wh- right. whatever. And they're not technically on the – what's it? not, it's the 28-man MLB roster, right. right? Yeah. So I've – to continue on this, I've been hearing now trade rumors filter I, in. I believe it. On both Clevenger and Plezak because I feel like they are that upset with these dudes. What I do think will happen though, I think they'll probably. I don't think they'll be back on the Indians this year, but I also don't think they'll be traded this year. There's just not enough teams out there willing to give up top minor league talent for this season. Can you dump these guys without financial penalty? Absolutely. Yeah. No. 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 Not, no, 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 no. 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 Without financial penalty. Uh, oh no. No. But so I don't do you know. Do? I haven't done the research on their contracts. They might not really owe them a whole lot. I, I feel like Clevenger was. Didn't he do up for free agency? Clevenger's or? due, so he's pretty cheap. I don't know about Please. So Act. he's fucked regardless. Please Act's young, so I. So he probably doesn't have anything yeah. money tied into him either. No, but I mean, if you hold on, so to maybe him, you don't get you, hit too much. If you hold on to him in the off season, you're still going to get something for him, regardless how fucking stupid they are. Are you going to dump him though? Do you really want to take that risk? <laughs> I don't. Because you have the option know. to keep him at your alternate facility, so keep him. Maybe finish this season and just once say, this, "Hey, listen." And then use him for you guys trade are punished. Once this COVID bullshit's over with, like no one's gonna think twice about what the hell they did. I think it sticks pretty strong in Crasco's head. 
Yeah. I think so. So do you do you think, stay loyal I, I, to Carrasco I, I, I or do you? I think it's past COVID. I think it's the fact that he went behind his teammates' back. Yes, it's, like, it's pa- like one it's thing if you were the, like, "Hey, man, we're gonna go out and do some shit, whatever." But when you literally are a fucking snake and go behind their back, no matter what it's about, it pretty much proves they don't give a fuck about any of their teammates. Yeah, I, I think and it that, goes. That's past a locker it. room cancer right there. It, it has shaken up the locker room, and I think that's gonna hold on even after. The, the COVID season. I don't know. I don't see it, but that's just me. I mean, I. it's tough I would, to really decide what you want to do here. Well, I mean, the thing is, they're still winning fucking games without them. Yeah. I mean, that team's – it's funny. We all kind of doubted them. <laughs> they're pretty fucking talented. Um, I saw – and this is totally unconfirmed, very unconfirmed, because I don't know the, the Twitter person who even tweeted this, but – Someone threw out the possibility of um, the Red Sox picking up Clevenger in a trade with the Indians to get some help, pitching help. Yeah. And I didn't like this at all, but unloading Verdugo to the Indians. No, fuck no. I know. I only, was like, only. Like, what are you talking if about? It's a sign and like sign and trade. I'm not trading Verdugo to get Clevenger for this. You can't trade Verdugo right now because he's your only fucking bright spot. <laughs> well, you got, you got De- De- Devers too, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you obviously have other guys. And I guess but. that's my thing is you, you between Devers and Verdugo, you have two really young guys you could use as your core in the future to build around. And I think you need that. And X Men. Like, like pitching can come. You can sign pitching. Right. But I, I mean, saw that, and I, I mean, I the just, Cubs, the Cubs did that in '16. I wanted they, to mention it, but I scoffed at it. I was like, yeah. huh? No. If anything, you. Like I said, I don't think they're going to pitch for the Indians this year. Because the Red Sox aren't going to go out and get a pitcher. No. Because they're not in contention. They they don't need to. (laughs) You go out and get a pitcher if you're in contention. Right. See, I see Clevenger maybe, if someone needs some arms in contention, go get them. But that brings up my point. I'm not so sure anybody's going to dump top prospect talent for this season. If they're that mad at them, maybe they don't have to. Yeah, true. That's, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I, Depends how pissed the owner. I'm not so. I don't know if I buy that ownership's pissed off at what they did. I think they're pissed off at what it's become. What it's what it's caused. Right. Right. Because Absolutely. they had a real good chance at continuing their oh, World yeah, Series. Oh yeah, for sure. They still do, but to have those two guys in your or in your rotation still, that's that would have been huge. So Clevenger signed a 4.1 million dollar salary in the offseason. To yeah, avoid arbitration, so you, you he's could dump, you could he's basically that. in option mode now, where he can right. just choose. Which he's only making the, whatever what, a quarter of that. that. Yeah. Okay, off the top of your head, so he's making a million dollars right now. Let's play this game. Give me a team who's probably in contention, who needs arms, starting wise. Go get Clevenger. I could argue the Cubs. Their bullpen's, been, or I mean, their rotation's been good, but there's still some questionable guys in it. The Oakland A's. I would say Oakland A's. But see, that's not what they do. Right. That's yeah, not what they like, do. Well, maybe would they? Uh, I don't know. No, in they in do the contingent season? They traded Addison Russell to get – who the hell did the Cubs trade? Oh, uh, Jason Hamill. Yeah. I think it was Jason Hamill they traded him for. That's – which, See, I'd, looking I'd, now, Addison Russell wasn't, is, doesn't really do a whole lot. But at the time, he was like compared to fucking Barry Larkin and shit. I think maybe on a on a contention season, maybe they do that. Maybe. What What about the Cleveland Indians? <laughs> They're in contention. 
they need arms back. <laughs> You're gonna flip an arm for an arm? <laughs> what is this gonna bring them back? Are they gonna hold on to them and just bring them back? I think it'll be they're gonna get punished for a minute, and then you'll see if Cleveland is in contention and like two or three weeks from now, I see them being back up with the team. But it's gonna take the team as a whole to vote them in because if that's your argument. What if it's Lindor that says "fuck you"? I'm not playing if they come back. We don't know who the veteran is. Yeah, it's you, tough. You're gonna you're gonna have a Lindor opt out for for a guy that's gonna pitch once every five days. No. Yeah, I'd be interested to see. You're gonna lose Lindor anyway in the offseason. What's the so veteran? Just a, we're talking about this season. Well, I know it's just a because you're gonna lose Clevenger in the offseason. Yeah, maybe. I think that it's a team option, not a player option. So if the team wants to pick it up, he has to kind of like they just have to take him to arbitration. Right. Right. But. It'll be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see how it all unfolds. It's, uh, for it's sure. definitely some baseball drama. Yeah, and then uh, I'm just glad I'm not a part of it. <laughs> right? so, glad it is not in my club. I guess we're gonna stick on the uh, COVID nineteen train here and speak about the MLB introducing a new COVID protocol. And Blake, you sent this to us, so I would like you to go ahead and break this down because I was quite confused. Yeah, it says uh, this is the quote from MLB. Players who test positive can apply to return to play in 10 days, even if they continue to test positive, but they still need MLB Joint Committee okay, and they are very likely to be allowed back after 14 days, even with continuing to have a positive test. The reason is the contagiousness dissipates. I didn't specify the amount of days, but according to the data MLB has been presented with, they're saying at 10 days and definitely at 14 days, even if you're positive, your your chance of passing it on is very unlikely. So I, I agree. I think their whole argument is the contagious stage. Yeah. What information do they have that the general public does not? That's kind of what I'm wondering. Because That's, yeah, what, that was that, new yeah. to me. What tests and what research are they doing? Right. Because, hey, America could use that. Yeah, no one's <laughs> like, I've never did any. When it, and why I say America could use that is because we also have other sports that are trying to do uh, the same thing here, a.k.a. college football, college basketball in the future. So what data are they looking at to suggest um, that the contagious stage is something that actually needs to be taken into consideration? And maybe not even just sports, maybe the workplace, right? businesses being open. Like potentially MLB's research has some answers that, our government has been looking for. Yeah, they need to do what my... Hold on. There's no way in hell the MLB found some breaking news about the COVID-19 that the government didn't already know. I don't know. No uh, the way MLB, in hell. The MLB has some pretty but I'm not, awesome hey, testing. Hey, Taylor, what talks? Money. Money talks. But we're not going to jump off onto MLB that MLB has more but. money than our own fucking government has because we're in so much <laughs> debt. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but yeah, MLB, like my uh, college professor in English uh, told me, cite your fucking sources. We want to know. It's interesting. But on the front end, I know I brought it up and you kind of went that route with it. On the front end, that sounds stupid as hell. Yeah, that's uh, kind of what it thought. What I thought about it because I'm thinking like, like they can just come back. Yeah, if you just reinstate. I mean, what if somebody had the flu? You really want to be with somebody who had the flu if they say they're not contagious. So like the Reds know. right now, they had a player test, one player test positive. Correct. Last Friday, I believe, and then Saturday, like all players got tested. They didn't get the results back till Sunday. So Saturday's game was canceled. Sunday, the results came back. Every other player had tested negative. 
and then there's a I saw something that I don't know how true it is that they got another round of testing in every player, including the one player that tested positive, tested negative. So you may be looking at a false positive situation there. Reds still haven't played any ball games. Yeah, they're kind of contradicting themselves. And they're saying that if they played tonight, which was supposed to play in Kansas City tonight, right? That a player that would come in contact with that said player that tested positive would not be allowed to play in the game. So, if you're not going to allow players who could potentially have had it, even though they've already tested negative, play in a game, how are you going to let them come back fucking 10 days? While a being player positive. that has tested positive. While being positive. See, the MLB, it's crazy. I, I, I they don't no know what the hell they're doing, honestly. They just kind of threw – I think they just threw something together and just like, hey, fuck it, let's have a baseball season. I don't even, oh, know, yeah. I don't even yeah. know why and, they made this statement, honestly. Like, what does it solve? Nothing. That's true. It just gets players back quicker. Yeah, it just but makes us question what the you fuck could you could just introduce it and not say a word about it. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but it, do you think this goes back to like the whole Juan Soto thing? I know you mentioned the Reds player, but like you know Juan Soto set out the first game of the season, or he set out like the first five because tested positive. Then there's belief right. that there was a false positive, and he was tested negative, and they yeah. wouldn't let him back, and all this stuff. So like. But I don't see what other results you're going to have besides the ones you already have. I think to bring him back. The only the only way to do it, like you can't just start making shit up and guessing and like, oh, well, if it's gonna this is gonna happen, let's try this. It's like there's no trial. You can't fucking have a trial in the middle of the season yeah, on what you want to do. I don't know. Man. So I think you stick to what you started out with at the beginning of the season. And you just have to trust the test results. If you have a player test positive, that player should be, you know, quarantined for such and such and whatever. And if the rest of the team gets their results back and test negative, you just fucking let them play. Yeah, I don't really understand the whole 60-man thing if you're not going to let teams play that yeah. have what's had the point even right. having a ro- what's, Yeah, what's that, the point even having really a 60-man? a lot of sense. Right. So I have not. Like those guys aren't going to be used. Right. At all. No. They don't have a shot. No. Yeah, it's because the Cardinals could have played all those games yeah, that they, they missed if they would have brought up some of the people from their their system. True, but the yeah, MLB just said, eh, well, no. even if you want to do it, the whole contact tracing bullshit, make the whole fucking twenty eight man not travel. Sorry, instead of canceling your games, you got to come up with twenty eight more guys and play baseball. Which was kind of the point of the sixty. Yeah, that's right. why yeah. we had this, but apparently that's not the case. I have no idea. The MLB is just. It's it's kind of it's been kind of funny how they've handled these situations team to team. You yeah, know, it's 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 been different every time. You know, like the Marlins, obviously they didn't give a shit that they canceled their games because they obviously didn't expect they're not, you know, they're not a big the big ball club. They didn't expect them to be good. And then you get a situation like the Cardinals and they're just like, "Oh, well, even though we canceled the games, we're pretty much going to make sure that they have a chance to make the playoffs. Like you didn't hear about any of that stuff with the Marlins. They were just like, well, well I guess we'll just figure it out. You know? Right. Yeah. It's, it's a mess, man. Are you I, saying MLB bows down to the St. Louis Cardinals? I say the MLB definitely gives a little jer- circle jerk to a couple of ball clubs. I would agree with that. I don't know how you could not agree with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty evident, really. A- absolutely. Not only in this season, it's pretty evident. Oh, facts. <laughs> that we've hit on m- multiple times. Yankees. Dodgers. Cardinals. 
I like that I can hear you. You got to speak up. Oh. I said <laughs> the fucking Dodgers in them pesky ass Cardinals. <laughs> uh, well, you know, let's uh, go on to another note here and uh, let's hit on where we're at and where we're feeling. Um, I don't know where we want to start because your team hasn't played. Well, the, the games we My did team play. hasn't played either. Hey, <laughs> you need to touch up on what the fuck's going Happen. on in the, in the Reds locker house because the last time they fucking played. Nick Senzel made that statement after the game, and then they have. Let me read since. his comments. Oh yeah, let's get into that. This is kind of juicy. He, uh, so a lot of people are on Twitter like, "Oh, bad look, Nick." Like, blah blah blah, all this shit. And I started like reading it and like trying to break it down. It sounds really shitty. It sounds like a player that just doesn't give a fuck and whatever. But then I got to thinking about it. So let, let, here's Nick Senzel's quote. Parentheses explicitive the expectations. so i'm gonna assume he's saying fuck fuck the expectations fuck them who cares who cares we're gonna go out and play and we're either gonna do we're either going to win or lose that's it who cares bottom line it makes no difference we're gonna wake up tomorrow and you're gonna be loved by your friends and family and you don't care what anyone else says sounds like a good idea to us it doesn't matter can i give you my opinion on all that I think two things. One is the media. I probably hyped the Reds up, and they're just writing all these shitty reports on why are the Reds not performing. And two, Nick Senzel might not want to click on the comment section on his Twitter account because fans are fucking ruthless. Oh, yeah. And they're going to tell you shit you don't want to hear. And he's probably like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to go out. We're going to play. We're going to win or we're going to lose, and that's it. Fuck you. When I first read it, I was like, damn, Nick, sounds like you just don't want to fucking be in Cincinnati. You can take it two ways. Which sucks. But then I got to thinking about it. It was like, what if it's just one of those, like, he's over the fucking culture of what David Bell's done to that fucking ball club. Right. And I'm starting to think because whenever I'm, I don't know this, I'm not going to like throw out, like, I don't want to start any rumors, but I think he is the said player to have had a positive test because Friday night after the Reds thumped the fuck out of the Pirates um, when they went through the handshake line they wouldn't even let Nick they the third base coach came onto the field got Nick off the field wouldn't even let him go through the line and Nick's throwing through his fucking glove like fucking stormed out pissed it was, it, was, it was a big ordeal and then all this shit came out about what he said and all this different things and then David Bell says oh we'll deal with that you know internally whatever and they haven't played since right they no they haven't played since fr- last Friday that's what I thought so then it's to me I like to see a player not be afraid to express their feelings kind of I'd rather see I'd rather see you know I think as a fan, I get to see how the ball club feels on the inside. We're not just making shit up. Obviously, Nixon Zell's not happy. You can either take it as he's not happy and doesn't want to be in Cincinnati, or he's not happy with the direction the ball club's going. And if he feels that way, I feel like it might be a mutual feeling in that clubhouse. That so, he's always kind of mentioned as a trade piece, too, and that's yeah. probably frustrating in its own. So if you know if it's the latter part of what I said – when do you as a fucking owner take responsibility for what's going on inside that clubhouse and change the damn culture? David Bell out the fucking door, regardless if it's a 60 season 
60 game season or not, change something up. Even with the signings you had in the offseason, do you say the same about Dick Williams? Yeah. Get rid of him? I mean, well. Because he put the pieces he together. He put the pieces together. But then David Bell's just fucking it. Like, I have no idea. Last, I, think, I think they should have kept Jim Riggleman. I'm going to be honest with you. Last Tuesday, or Wednesday when we were recording, I uh, the Reds are playing Kansas City. I had just previously bitched the night before about him taking out Chapman, or not Chapman, but uh, David Matt Davidson, Matt Davidson and Jesse Winker the the previous night who had just hit home runs, blew the fucking lead. Votto has to hit a walk off to win the game. Fast forward to the night after that, just when they pinch hit, <laughs> the Reds are down. Uh, Took the lead back, I thought. No, right? no, you're down. Reds are down in the eighth. Votto gets like a leadoff single or a walk or whatever. What's David Bell do? Pinch runs for him. Pinch runs. Guy doesn't score. Votto's bat is now out of the lineup. Fast forward to the bottom of the ninth. I'm sitting here watching the game with our buddy Drew. He's a Kansas City fan, and I said, I swear to God, if we get to the bottom of the ninth and Joey Votto's spot is due up, I'm going to be fucking irate. Fast forward to the bottom of the ninth. Was it first and second? No, the bases are fucking loaded. With one out. With one out. Yeah, one out. And Cologne. Bases are loaded with one out, and lo and behold, here comes fucking Joey Votto's spot, who had just hit a walk-off the night before, one of your clutchest hitters in the fucking lineup, out of the game because you want to pinch run. Because you think one fucking run is going to make a difference in the eighth inning. From, with a guy, with, with him on first. He's not yeah, even he's, in fucking yeah, he's scoring a, a, position. Yeah, fucking. What's Christian Cologne do? Grounds out to fucking in a double play to end the game. A 6-4-3 double play at that. I was just like, no, it was actually third. It, I thought it went to, oh, they go around five, the horn. Never it was 5-4-3. I was, I was fucking irate. Just those stupid ass decisions. Cost the Reds so many games this year, and I'm fucking done with it. That's where I stand. I'm not gonna just go. I'm not gonna go on any further. I bet you guys have at least ten losses due to questionable manager. Yeah, uh, absolutely moves. Yeah, and it's just frustrating. Yeah, I don't see how. If I own that baseball team, I could not sit there and watch that every night. Get rid of his ass. I'm just. We'll just start a whole fucking start thing. the campaign I'll start it right here fire <laughs> David Bell hashtag fire David Bell <laughs> start it up this is why I wish we had fans in the damn stands because I would you be wouldn't a, have any I'd be well shut up bitch <laughs> well you would have started with a lot I'd be up there we'd take the podcast up there every weekend and I'm gonna fucking hang signs all over that <laughs> get shit face yelling at it. it would be an empty stadium so David Bell would hear every fucking yeah, thing he it. said <laughs> he'd be like that drunk dude on a major league Get him out of here. <laughs> He's washed up. Go to hit the showers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hate that for you, man. Yeah, it's just, it's whatever. It's, but just start the hashtag and try to get her going. It's all you can do. Oh, I've done it. It's been, it's all over Twitter. Every, no, just uh, you watch Reds games, just get on Twitter and it's, it's just every fan's bitching about David Bell. Every one of them. Hey, at least y'all in agreement. Yeah. And then some people are it's like, nice. well, I don't know. It's not always his fault. The bullpen sucks. Yeah, it does suck. You still got to know how to manage a bullpen. You got to man- you got to manage it, right? You can't bring in the wrong guys at the fucking I'm um, just I don't know. I'm done. I'm not going to rant about it anymore. I'm just going to 
turn my season over to Christ <laughs> and, and put it in his hands. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Speaking of Jesus taking the wheel, Red Sox. Boy. Do they need Jesus to take the wheel too? No, Jesus can't fix this. <laughs> <laughs> He's performed a lot of miracles, but this one, he walked on water, but he cannot fix the he Red Sox. He can't fix the 2020 Red Sox. No, sir. Uh, listen, the problem is we knew coming in pitching was going to be god-awful, but we didn't know the offense was going to follow suit. Yeah. You know, I thought for sure we'd we'd be in some games just because, like, the offense would go off and score 10. Not happening. And listen, it's whatever. It's fine. Guess what? The Yankees, they kicked our ass. Do I care? No, I don't. I really don't. Because you're going to have this. It, it, you know, when you go on championship runs, you you have to go through the shit, too. You, because you in baseball, you just can't run dominance in this new era of baseball. You just don't really see it. No, it's it's super hard to repeat nowadays in this game. Um, so you gotta have some reloading seasons. Um, if you want to come at me, if a Yankees fan wants to come at me right now for smacking the Red Sox around, then actually I'm gonna laugh at you because yeah, you probably should be smacking us around, dude. Um, so listen, it whatever we'll get through it 2020 season's over it's done the button's been pushed over still gonna watch because i tweeted this last night what makes fandom so special is you sticking it through the shitty years because when you win that championship it makes the championship years so much more worth it so here we go let's ride it out let's be shitty embrace the suck there's my hashtag Embrace the suck. Hashtag maybe even Kumar Rocker. Throw that one in there too. Um, and we'll just get through the season and we'll be on to winning championships in three more years, two more years, whatever. There. There we go. <laughs> Seasons like done. Jesus can't even save it. <laughs> well, the Cubs have got me back on level ground. Got me off my high horse a little bit. They had to eventually, right? Yeah, they did. Uh, coming into the Milwaukee series... Four game series. They had not lost a series yet that season. Hadn't even had a losing streak yet. I think they were thirteen and three coming into that series. And they dropped three out of four. They won the first game, dropped three after that. Played a doubleheader against St. Louis, so just seven inning games. Dropped the first one yesterday. So coming into the night game, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, this is starting to get a little out of control. Starting to get a little impatient, a little upset. You know, I was, I was, uh, I was enjoying the winning. The the losing sucked. So then last night, uh, Cubs they put up a run in the first, but that was because uh, the Cardinals starting pitcher walked the bases loaded, and then threw a wild pitch, scored one. Schwarber tried to score on the same wild pitch, didn't happen. Ended the inning, so we put a run on the board. Well, coming into the sixth inning. We were down four to one, getting no hit. We were still getting no hit at that point. I'm like, motherfucker, what are we gonna do? Well, luckily Contreras comes up, guy gets walked, gets on base. Wilson Contreras comes up, hits an RBI double. So he's standing on second. Well then another guy gets on base. They uh bring David Bodie in to pinch hit, known for clutch moments. What does he do? Gets a fastball with two strikes on him, hits a three run home run, 
Cubs put four runs up in that inning, went five to four. It was a pretty dramatic win. And now I'm back on my high horse. Now I'm confident. I feel good. We won. So, you Darvish on the mound tonight. He's three and one with a one point eight eight ERA. Got to feel good about that. Yeah, since the second half of last season, he's one of the best play, uh, pitchers in baseball. So hopefully we uh, get another big win against Cardinals and just keep this train going. I feel like you're in a good spot. Yeah, I like you, it. you hit a small low, and I feel like that's needed sometimes. You still know? three and a half games up. And yeah, yeah. It it, it kind of woke everybody up. Like, hey, yeah. what, what are we doing here? There you go. So yeah, I'm. I feel all right. Hell yeah. Well, you know, let's head into Turner's Trivia. Another fun one. Hell yeah. Don't be one it. question, though, because it's probably going to take you. I'm going to give you a little bit of time. <clears throat> so last week, I asked you to name the last 10 World Series champions. You did? I thought that's when we went through all the divisions. That was, that was last week, wasn't it? No, I think divisions, I don't know. Either way, you have asked us <laughs> Yes, you have asked us That might have been part of the questions. I don't, no, know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that was last week. I had a big weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to flip the script here and see if you can name me the last 10 runner-ups oh, in God. the World Series. Oh, probably not, but let's go. Okay, last year the Astros. Uh, hang on. Time limit. I'll just think of a made. Go. Okay. So, so, yes. Astros in 19. 19. Dodgers. Dodgers 18. 18. 17. Dodgers again. Yes. 16. Royals. The Royals won it. No. Or no. The Cubs won it in 16. Royals were runner-up. Yep. 15. Royals beat. Won. The. Who was the NL team? Giants. No. No. 15. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Because the Giants, it was an even year. The Giants year. beat them. It was an even year yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know the Giants win in even years. Oh, who did the Royals beat? Should we skip or are we going to lose it after that anyways? Okay, 14. Now I forget our winners. Yeah, I'm trying to. Was, oh, fuck. Who was 14? Giants were 14. Giants beat... Buddy. The Royals? No. Royals. They beat the Royals once in oh, yeah, World Series. Royals. No, it was Royals. It was Royals in 14. Okay, so Royals 14. 13, who did the Sox beat? Sox beat. Cardinals. Don't know. 30 seconds. Jesus. Don't remember who the Sox beat 13? Was it the Cardinals? I don't remember. Beat them on a four. Yes. Yes. Okay. Cardinals was 14 or 13. 12 Giants. I don't remember who they beat. I do know the Cardinals lost to the Texas Rangers in 11. So we need 12 and 14. 12 the Giants beat. Shit. Hmm. Who did they beat? Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. Just count that shit down. Three, two, one. I lost. Uh, So I think you got five of them correct. Really? 
Yeah. Okay, so 11 wow. Rangers. Obviously, we'll start. No, nope. hold on. Before you even say this, because I'm going to get called out, the Red Sox beat the Rockies in 13. Well, they did. No, the only World Was Series the, the Rockies have played in, they beat the White Sox. Hold on. The Red Sox beat the Rockies in 07. 07. Oh, okay, I'm wrong then. So it was we'll the Cardinals of 13. Yes. So I just fucked myself up. We'll start. Woo. I was thinking way too 2019. Much. <laughs> we'll start 2019. You got right. The Astros. Astros. 2018, you got right. The Dodgers. 2017, you got right. The Dodgers. 2016, you got wrong. It wasn't the Kansas City Royals the Cubs beat. You should you know this. It was the Cleveland up. Indians. You dick. Why, you, you got me thinking all Royals. I don't know what I Oh, Jesus. Why'd you throw me off like that? I don't know, you dude. motherfucker. <laughs> 2015, the Kansas City Royals beat the New York Mets. Oh, I, I forgot. Totally forgot the Mets, the Mets made swept it. swept the Cubs in the... 2014, you got right. The Giants beat the Royals. 2013, you got right. The Red Sox beat the Cardinals. Cardinals, yeah, yes. 12, I'm going to lose. 12, the Giants beat in a four-game sweep. This one's going to... You're going to kick yourself because we've talked about it a lot, how they fucked they didn't win a World Series, the Detroit Tigers. That's right. Oh, yeah, because the rotation. 2011... You got backwards. The Cardinals beat the Rangers. No, I said that. I said Rangers. You said Rangers beat the Cardinals. No, yes, I said did. it was the Rangers no. because the Rangers don't have a World Series. Rangers went you back. Go. That's. I promise that's you. That's not you what listen, I meant. You, you should have known what I meant. I don't care. I don't care what Rangers. you meant. It's what you said. You're fucking ignorant. You know what I meant. Because uh, the Rangers actually went back to back years. 2010. And lost the, World both years. the Giants beat the Rangers. We didn't have 2010. We no, just did a little I know. through 19. Well, I said the past Dick. 10. That's 10 years? No, it's not. 10 to 19 would oh, be 10 years. Oh, never mind. I can't Dick. Either, That's easy to mess yourself up because you have to... You were on a roll there for a little bit. You're killing them. You have to like. You have to get the winner, and then yep. you have to like reverse your train of thought and be like, mm-hmm. wait, wait. Yeah, and I think that's where we said Royals because we knew the Royals had won it in 15. And then, and then there's crossover of like teams making it back-to-back, and like, yeah, it's it's a mess. Yeah, I'm with you. Hell, I, I don't hate it, though. It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, well, do you have anything for us this week in baseball? Yeah, probably the strangest fucking baseball incident I've heard of in oh boy. ever. And we've had some of those. Yeah, so August 17th of 1957, in Philadelphia, during a game against the Giants, Hall of Famer Richie Ashburn hit a foul ball that struck a woman by the name of Alice Roth squarely in the face, breaking her nose. The game was then paused as medics came in. In the face. The game was then paused as medics came in to attend to Roth. As they were carrying her way on a stretcher, play was, res- was resumed, and Ashburn stepped back up to the plate. No. Fouled off the very no. next pitch. Hit her in the kneecap and bro- <laughs> <laughs> broke her kneecap. What? Yes. Yeah, so the second foul ball broke a bone in her knee. The fan, Alice Roth, was the wife of the sports editor for the Philadelphia Bulletin, who was there with the two grandsons. He said there was blood everywhere. Fortunately, the story has a happy ending. The Phillies treated the family, the family royally after the event, and the kids were invited into the clubhouse and given free tickets and an autographed baseball. After that, the kids visited Rothnell Hospital, and one reportedly asked, Grandma, do you think you could go to an Eagles game and get hit in the face with a baseball? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woman, same player, comes up to bat, hits her in the nose, breaks her nose, they cart her off the field, hit her in the kneecap, and break a bone in her knee. Well, you get hit with a ball twice? Yes. Within... 30 seconds of each, like, and well, then a couple oh, you minutes, get because they, they lost yeah. the game while she's getting carried off. But I've, And you only get free fucking tickets to one game? Okay, here's the thing you got to think of, though. Do you know how hard it is to hit the same spot twice? Yeah. 
let alone the same person. Do you twice? know how rare it is to get a ball hit at you at a ball game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, imagine getting drilled then twice. back to back. Well, it wouldn't have been the same spot, would it? Cause they no, because they moved her, but yeah. within a few feet, probably. Yeah, that's crazy. Jesus. <laughs> the odds of that. Scott Sterling! <laughs> <laughs> the odds of that are just yeah. insane. I, uh, I was reading that, and I'm like, how the fuck does somebody get hit twice? That's unbelievable. That's wild. And broke two bones in the process. Wow. Wow. I like that one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, uh, That's a good one. Well, but I would say there's more probability of that happening than swinging at 101 pitches in the strike zone and making contact 100 times. Maybe. I disagree. <laughs> Dude, getting hit twice. thats I, I've only heard of that happening once. And I don't I just, know if I've heard of that stat that Mookie just threw we're out We're going to have to find more. That's, yeah, who knows? God, it's wild. Both are wild. But we got some DMs. DMs. Little DM. Action. A does that D, mean? Does that mean? A little M. Does that mean we got some hoes in this house? Oh, I hope not. I'll get in big trouble. Same. <laughs> Same. I do not want to be castrated. Where they at though? <laughs> Where they at though? Oh, anyway, sign DMs, bitch. Let's go. He's safe. So our first DM was from Adam Lane on Twitter. He says, hey, boys, don't have a question this week, just a stat to share with you. I'm sorry, Taylor. I'm not one to rub in, rub salt in the wounds, but this was too good to pass up. Yeah, I couldn't read this. The 2020 Red Sox starting rotation so far has given up more earned runs than Pedro Martinez did over the course of three years in 364 less innings pitched. From 1999 to 2001, Pedro threw 547 innings pitched, with 122 earned runs, good for a 2.00 ERA. 2020 Red Sox, 183 innings pitched, 124 earned runs, good for a 6.10 ERA. That's what happens when you sign dudes off the street to come pitch in Major League Baseball games. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Literally, that's that's not, exactly what happens. I'm not going to take anything away from Pedro because that's incredible. Oh, but hell yeah. Your, number, your team ERA is definitely going to be more than one single pitch. Well, yeah, that's kind of like true. when they were comparing Blackman to the entire Cardinals team that yeah. only played like six games at the time. But it is wild to think about. Yeah. Either way, that's, that's impressive it. as shit. Well, having a 6.10 team ER or a starting rotation ERA, that's fucking, that's painful. Yeah. Would it, listen, Is the pin any better? No. The, the pin is practically like part of the starting rotation. They're just throwing dudes everywhere. Like really? sometimes they'll be in the pin. Sometimes they'll be starting. Sometimes they'll be closing. Sometimes like, what were they calling that bullshit? Where a, Last year? A, yeah, where a team starts. An opener? Yeah. So you got a team full of openers? Oh, you want to hear a funnier stat? Our, I can't remember the game. It's not even a stat, but it's just funny. I can't remember the game stretch that it was. Yeah. But our five-game stretch of our starting pitchers this is literally like like you could see it like on espn or mlb.com it said tbd nathan eovaldi tbd 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 nice you know why because i had no clue who was pitching because they had went to the streets you had to go pick them up had no clue <laughs> that was hey, the thing i'll take a one day contract right just go I'll see what you can start. do <laughs> i bet you my era will be higher than 6.1 <laughs> oh yeah for no, sure no dude i'm telling you you go up there throwing like 60 because that's probably all I can pump in there right now. <laughs> they, they do have difficulty hitting that, surprisingly yeah. enough. 
So our next DM is also on Twitter by our boy K-Hole. He says, how about them cards? Got the fewest losses in baseball. Let's go. Just wanted to make sure that you guys knew that. Also, my question for you guys. I know logically it wouldn't make sense because it would throw off the amount of teams in the league, but if there were two cities that would get a Major League Baseball team, what two cities do you think they would be? I would love a National League team in Indy. Well, first off, K-Hole, it's hard to lose games when you don't play. Yeah, that's accurate. Which, I guess, is a good thing in your situation because you were undefeated in like the last – 10, and 10 to 15 games. And hey, winning percentage, baby. It's all that matters, and there ain't no way they're making them up. <laughs> all right, so cities, I want to see a major league team in. You want Tager? Tager. I'm going to give you a biased answer, and then maybe one that's kind of would happen, I guess. So my biased answer, Louisville, Kentucky. They used to have the, the Louisville Colonels back in the day. They were a major league baseball team. I would like to see that back in Louisville. Probably not going to happen. Small city. They're in the Reds market and a little bit of St. Louis's market. So I don't think that would happen. Yeah, it'd be tough. It'd be a tough to pull off. And my next one, I think this one has the biggest chance of happening, even though I wouldn't like to see it happen, is probably Mexico City, Mexico. Been a lot of talk about that. I don't know if I really support that because I think as me as a player, I would not want to play in Mexico. I just would not feel safe, but. That is what it is. That'd be give, interesting, for sure. Give me uh, Montreal back. I 100% agree with you. That one. And then there's already a AAA team in this city. Or I'll tell you, it's AAA. What, Louisville? No, well, no. But uh, just I feel like it would be a good place to have one to be Nashville. Just to do, you got, you can either go like Preds games, bars, or then you got baseball or, and bars. Like it. I feel like it would flow down in Nashville pretty well. It kind of bring like backs up his point with Indy too. They got the that triple A, the Pirates triple A team up there, and that ballpark yeah. is like fucking spectacular. It is. It's a nice ballpark. Yeah, I say Indy and Nashville are definitely cities that could take on. Oh, for sure. Especially being in the Midwest, where like baseball a franchise. Huge. Yeah, I definitely agree with Nashville too. I don't think a a major league team would flourish in Louisville, but that would be cool to see. Yeah, I don't think it would be a big hit. I'm just. Right, yeah. I just I think it would be cool as shit. Uh, give me – I don't want to copy off you, but I definitely agree with Montreal and Nashville for sure. Uh, but give me Portland. They have a great just sports environment Yeah, um, with their soccer teams, basketball teams. Um, it, they just have great support there. Their fans just get behind whatever sport there is. Um, so it's always impressive to see to see those teams like on TV. They create good atmospheres. Um, Portland, damn. Mm. You know what? Carolinas. Give me some Carolina teams. Yeah, I mean Carolina League. That old league they got oh, yeah. down there is Baseball's huge. huge right there. It's like, you know, it's that entire East Coast teams. Yep. Phillies, Mets, Yankees, Red Sox. Then you go on a f- complete drought, right? Until you get to like. Until you get to like Florida, Atlanta. Uh, yeah. So like you, you don't really, you touch a little bit of the East Coast market, but I think there's enough market down in that area to, to support a major I guess league what team. what would be good about Nashville too because 
as far as your market area. Right. Because if you go down there. Yeah, between every, what, Cincinnati and Atlanta, there's nothing? Yeah. Right? So from what I've seen of baseball fans in the Tennessee area, they're either a St. Louis Cardinals fan because of the Memphis Car- uh, their yeah. Memphis Cardinals Triple uh, yep. A team, yep. or they're a Braves fan. Yeah, yeah. they're Braves fans. Like Braves fans, are <laughs> logistically, pretty- those teams are so far apart. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think Nashville definitely makes sense. Another one that I just thought of because I feel like eventually this city's going to have almost every major sport be Vegas. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can almost count on it. You can almost count on. I it. I can see that. Huge market for any sport out there. Yeah. I mean. Tickets will be given away. They'll sell out all the time. Oh, absolutely. Now, I wouldn't want to set in the desert heat during a baseball game, though. It would probably be retractable. Yeah, nighttime wouldn't be bad. You do what Arizona does. It's retractable. That's true. Retractable. 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 Yeah. yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. Hell yeah. Shout well, out. fellas. Thanks for the DMs. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Bullpen killing it. Appreciate that. Any final thoughts? Cubs with Cardinals again tonight. Need another big win. Darvish on the mound. Look for big things from him. My dog is currently scratching at the door because he wants me. Um, I think you hear me talking about the Cubs. You know, he's a Cubs fan too. Named him Theo after Theo Epstein, if that tells you anything. Mini Golden Doodle. He's a cool little shit. Don't um, hate that name. I'm ready for the Reds to start playing baseball again. Uh, one big reason is uh, Bauer. He throws 14 strikeouts in his next oh, two yeah. starts. Did you see that? Budweiser's supplying him with a big old plethora of beer. Hell yeah. So they're gonna, they're gonna print and it says Cincinnati Buds on it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So I like am that. fully behind that. And Bowers next two starts, I'm gonna be watching that. Absolutely. Those are my final thoughts. Uh my final thoughts would be Athletics stay hot. Um Hopefully the Reds get things back on gear, and it's good to see a team that has had a COVID situation not implode on the inside. So it's just been one of those, hey, we had one guy, not the whole team's been, you know, it just hasn't, and you haven't heard any stories about the, what said guy going out and doing something stupid to put the team at risk. So that's, that's good news there. And uh, for our listeners out there, treat life like a 3-0 count. Fucking swing away, baby. That's right. Don't disagree with that. Um, let's see. ESPN with Red Sox Yankees coverage is just absolutely insanity at its finest. Um, they compared was his name Mike Ford to the fake player Babe Ruth. Anybody see that one? No. Put I them did side not. by side, made that comparison. Like, no. look at this guy. He's basically Babe Ruth. Oh, I did see that. Give me just because a swing kind of kind of looked like him and stuff. And he's fat. Yeah, and he's fat. <laughs> like, shut up. They said that about Jesus. Schwarber for a while. They called Schwarber the Schwarbino and shit like that. I mean, I don't even. Babe Ruth's fake, but like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, you're gonna do that? Um, do whatever. Uh, Jesus can do a lot of things, but he can't save the Red Sox, and we're out of here. You need that on a T-shirt. <laughs> I think I think it's printable. Yes. Jesus can't save the Sox. And with that being said, six four three podcast out. Yeah.